Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Minate the negative, latch on to the affirmative, don't mess with Mr. In-Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum, have faith. A pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with your co-host, Monica Renee of The World According to Monica Renee. Hey, Monica, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Katrina? I'm well, real good. Little, well, you know, a little bit crazy. I'm working on a paper, <laughs> trying to get a paper done, you know, yeah, finishing up with school and uh, trying to meet some deadlines. But other than that, life is life is cool. <laughs> How are things okay, going with okay. you with school, Monica? How are things going with you with school? Everything is going pretty good with school. Um, I just actually celebrated my birthday weekend, so I took a mini vacation. Woohoo! Oh. Happy belated birthday! <laughs> Thank you. Mhm. Happy belated birthday. And for our listening audience, I want to um, announce your um, upcoming show um, again once more. Um, you are the host of a show entitled uh, The World According to Monica Renee, which um, premieres Saturday, February 16th at, um, at 8 p.m., on voiceitradio.com. So congratulations on that, Monica. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Today, um, I'm very, very, very excited about um, our show today because um, we have a a very special guest, Terry Reed, um, who is uh, an RN uh, with a major healthcare system. But um, she's going to talk about Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Go get it. And I think this is such um, a, a, a timely um, and well-needed topic, um, you know, because fear, you know, it prevents us from doing a lot of things that we really want and need to do in our lives. And um, and, and Terry is going to just take us through her journey of um you know what what it took for her to reach uh, some of the goals that that she's accomplished. So Terry, we want to thank you uh, for coming on today. Well, you're very welcome. I I really appreciate the invite. Nice, nice. Um, so Terry, I'm going to ask you to um. Well, let me let me do your bio and um. Okay. So that uh, we do want to join Terry Reed and um. Terry, she states that her life began at age 40. 
um, she was free from what she calls an ugly marriage, and she raised uh, her her girls. Um, she says life hasn't always been easy, but she reminds herself daily of how lucky she is to have her career, her daughters, and her peace of mind. She's truly blessed uh, with the second chance at happiness. She says, I have so much to look forward to and can't wait to see what my future holds. Terry is a living example of perseverance, courage, and passion. This quote she found eloquently sums up her philosophy of life. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Go get it. She married young and soon after realized that her marriage was not going to last. Her husband became controlling, manipulative, and abusive. She was always told, you aren't good enough, you aren't smart enough, and you'll never make it without me. Despite being isolated and miles away from relatives and friends, Terry began taking one college course at a time. She she journeyed through having children, working, being in an unhappy marriage, and other ebbs and flows of life. Terry states that, I knew I would someday be alone raising my children. Often her sole motivation was to get through classes, um, or her sole motivation to get through her classes were her two daughters. She kept a picture of her girls in her notebook for inspiration. She vividly remembers the day of her graduation from nursing school when her then-husband said to her, You'll never make it without me, despite your nursing degree. She has a story to tell and wants women around the globe to know we can do anything we put our minds to. Terry, I just, you know, I every time I hear your story, I just, um, I'm just in awe, and um, and I'm I'm so uh, grateful and thankful that you are um, here today to share your story with us. So, Terry, I want to ask you, um, can you tell us a little bit of something, tell us a little bit about your life um, before you got married, before your marriage? Sure. Um, I grew up in a traditional, close-knit family. I am the youngest of four children. We have, I have two older brothers and an older sister. My parents are still alive and um, happily married. So I, get, I grew up in you know, the typical American household, um, went to school, you know, loved my high school years, um, thought I was, I, you know, I, even though I dabbled in college a little bit right after high school, um, I never fulfilled those goals. Um, I went through um, a personal challenge in my early, around 2021, and decided that I needed a fresh start in life. So I packed my little car. I had a Ford Escort at the time. My dad was doing some business in Milwaukee. He would come back and forth. And so I went and visited him and decided that, you know, I need a fresh start. I'm going to leave. I'm going to pack up and start my life over, which I did. I left my family behind, left everything behind, got engaged with um, a church group um, full of young single people, awesome, awesome people, um, and pretty much rebuilt my life. I felt like I had something to prove because I had made some some mistakes early and wanted to prove not only to my family but to myself that I could make it on my own. And, um, you know, 
it was hard. I slept on, I had, to my name, I had a futon, the clothes on my back, and an alarm clock, and I slept on a floor in an apartment. But I was happy. I struggled. I ate a lot of peanut butter. But it was probably the best thing I did was to move away from my family and learn to stand on my own two feet. And it was there that I got married um, in Milwaukee. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So, Terry, you said that you married in Milwaukee. So I wanted to ask you, how old were you when you married, and um, how long were you married for? Um, I was 23 when I got married, and I was married for 16 years. I stayed in the marriage for 16 very long years. Okay. All right. That's a fairly long time. Yeah. You know, in in the um, in the bio I read, um, it, one of the things that you said was um, um, you believe that your life began at age forty. Correct. Can you, can you talk to us about that? Mm-hmm. Elaborate on that. Sure, absolutely. You know, throughout my marriage, um, it was very early in the marriage that I realized that I had not married the person I thought I did. Um, he came very quickly, very manipulative, very controlling. Um, started out verbally abusive, um, eventually moved to more um, occasionally some physical abuse happened. And when it started to happen to my daughters, I knew it was time to go. And so I was just getting ready to turn 40, and um, we'd had one too many, another, yet another screaming match, another argument that escalated to the point that um, my daughters were begging me to leave. My daughter says, we have to get out, we have to go, this isn't safe anymore. And so I still remember the day that we left. Um, I We owned a business together at the time, um, along with I was also working part-time as a nurse. And I knew he had a conference call to be on. And so I waited for that company to call in for the conference call. I told my girls, get a garbage bag, grab what you can, we've got to go. And we literally... We literally escaped because he told me he would never let me leave. At one time when I tried to leave, he wrestled the keys out of my hand. We, The girls and I locked ourselves in the bedroom um, until I could de-escalate the situation and calm him down. And so I, I left. I drove down to Cincinnati where my family lives and never looked back. And that's, I felt like the day that I walked out that door, my life began. Although I, I had a ton of walls to break down and a ton of fears to get over, um, I remember my youngest daughter sitting in the back seat because I'm crying, and she looked at me, and she was seven. No, she was ten at the time, and she looked at me, and she said, Mom, she says, we're safe now, and we're free. It only gets better from here. And I can still so vividly remember her saying that to me, and then I just I cried that night when I got to my parents' house and slept well, woke up the next day with this sense of peace that I knew I'd done the right thing by walking, you know, by by getting away, getting my girls out safely. So that's why I say life begins, that's why my life began at 40. Wow. And I started to, started to, you know, reevaluate who I was. I was a broken, broken person. Um, I used to think that, you know, there has to be more to life than what I've got because if this is all there is, I really, this isn't what I signed up for. And Mm -hmm. so it took me a couple of years of getting to know myself again and to decide things in my life that I needed to change to make me better, I didn't want my girls to ever, ever, ever think that it was okay to be treated like that by anybody, much less somebody who professed to love me. And so I started working on my physical body, uh, my mental body, and started
started setting, making, setting goals and knocking down challenges in my life. And so that's why I say I've never been happier in my life than I am today, and that started at the age of 40. And I, I, you know, I don't look back with any regret. Wow. You know, I, um, I really appreciate that because, um, you know, as women, a lot of times we um, get can get into relationships and be afraid to get out of it, um, you know, even though we know it's a bad relationship. And, um, you know, it does take a lot of courage to, um, you know, to leave a, a, a bad situation. And, you know, I listened to you say that uh, your girl said, Mom, you know, uh, at one point I heard you say they told you, Mom, you got to do something different. You know, you got to get out of this. And, and then in another instance, um, you know, your daughter's telling you, Mom, we're safe now. Um, right. And so they seem to have been a really good support system for you. And they were so young. And, you know, a lot of women, and I'm guilty, um, we stay because we think it's the best thing for the kids. We stay out of fear. Um, can I can I take care of my kids by myself? Um, what am I going to do now? Um, guilt. I felt guilty. I after all of this stuff that we had been through, I still felt guilty because I didn't want to hurt him. But I knew in order to keep, you know, and honestly I always questioned whether or not if it, if he had just focused his um, anger at me, if I would have stayed and just dealt with it. But when he started, the minute he started turning on my children, that was, that was you know, a game changer. It was like, I'm done. I'm, you're not going to lay a hand on my child. You're not going to scream at my kids. My ki- We're not going to live in fear anymore. And I felt my kids deserve, my daughters deserved better, and I eventually figured out I deserved better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay, Terry. The um, the quote that we use for the show's topic is um, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Go get it. Tell us why that inspires you. You know, it inspires me because I lived the first my entire married life in fear of failure, in fear of I can't do things on my own. Um, and even after I left, I I was scared that I was going to fail as a mother, that my daughters wouldn't make it to college, that my daughters, you know, would be broken. Um, you know, venturing into new relationships. Um, a couple years after I was divorced, I was afraid to go out and meet anybody because, you know, what do I have to offer somebody? And But I finally realized that when I read this, I'm like, that's so true. Everything in my life that I've ever wanted, I have to get past what's holding me back, which is fear. And every time I've jumped that hurdle or gone through that barrier, what's waiting on the other side is, has always been incredible. And that's why that means so much to me. I wear that quote. I have it written out and taped to the back of my badge at work, and I will often look at that if – you know, even if it's having a conversation that's difficult with somebody that I know that's bothering me and I need to have it, I have to think, you're, why aren't you having it? Well, because you're afraid of their reaction. Every time I bring it up, and again, it's the way you approach somebody, it's always turned out for the best. So in every aspect of my life, anything I've been afraid of, I've had to learn to confront head on and, and, and go through it and um, get, go through that fear. And so I always tell people, go for it. Don't be afraid to go back to school. Don't be afraid to stand up and and stand up and take care of yourself. 
That is very powerful. Very powerful. It is. Mm -hmm. Uh, What prompted you to go back to school? Um, What was your major, and um, how old were you um, when you started the college? Well, I got married at 23, and I worked part-time. We had my, my oldest daughter, and she was roughly, oh, probably eight months old, seven or eight months old, and it was yet another one of the control and manipulative things that I dealt with. I was told, you're not pulling your weight. You don't do enough around here. You know, you can either work full-time or you can work part-time and go back to school. And I always wanted to be a nurse. Um, Again, I was afraid of, gosh, am I smart enough? Can I get through the science? Can I get through the math? So when my oldest daughter was... I think she was around eight months old, I took my very first class. And I look back and I kind of laugh because here I I thought I was way smarter than I was at the time. I decided to take a more advanced math class than what I really was ready for. And I remember sitting in the class that first night going, oh, I'm in big trouble because I don't know any of this. But I went up to the instructor and said, I think I'm in over my head. She helped me get into a class a level down. And I just started plugging away one class at a time while my daughter was a baby took time off to have my second child and then, you know, went on to to um, take my classes in for a very long time, one at a time, just knocking one down at a time because now I was raising two daughters um, and, and working part-time on the weekends. So I was trying to do all of that and go to nursing school. Wow. And, wow. you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that is so awesome because a lot of times we, I believe that, we can tend to think, well, you know, I need to take a full load or, you know, I need to take two or three classes at a time because I need to finish, you know, by this time. Um, But that's not always the best situation, you know, based on our circumstances. And, um, you know, I think it takes a lot of courage to take a class one one at a time knowing that eventually um I'll reach the um the finish line. Right, right. Mm. So I, and it I was just a never just just keep going. You know, just keep going. And remember why you're doing it. You know, I knew why I was doing it. And I knew I had to finish. And um and I'm so thankful every single day for my education and my career. I'm I'm so, so lucky to do something that I absolutely love and feel I've been called to do. Okay. So, Terry, when you actually went back to school, what were some mm-hmm. of the challenges you faced while you were in school? Um, the, one of, I think the biggest challenge for me was that my daughters were very young. You know, I had a baby. Um, I had um, my oldest daughter. And you know, once my youngest was born, my oldest was, getting ready to start kindergarten. So it was, you know, going to school, coming home and taking care of the family, staying up into the wee hours to study, and then, you know, working on the weekends. It was it was time management was wasn't was kind of hard and feeling like I I didn't have a whole lot of support at home. So I would say those were the big hurdles. But I had wonderful instructors who were very supportive. Um at one point in my towards the end of my attaining my degree, I remember feeling so, so overwhelmed one day, and I was in my bathroom, and I was crying and I to myself. Nobody else was with me, but I'm like, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I have these kids. 
but this small voice in the back of my head says, keep in mind why you're doing it. And I knew I was going to raise my girl alone, and I knew I had to finish. And um, like I said, I had wonderful instructors because at one point during my classes, um, we had gotten into an argument because I had wrecked the car by mistake, and I, I ended up taking my girls and having to leave to go to a hotel um, for our safety, and I knew I had to be in clinicals the next day, and I remember calling my instructor on the phone, and she offered to bring me and my girls into her home. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was so, so fortunate to have supportive instructors throughout my, throughout my nursing um, school. Wow. That's great. And, um, you know, and I'm not, another thing that I'm hearing you say is that, you know, I guess when you felt it was safe, um, you know, you, you felt, you you know, you knew the importance of kind of sharing what was going on with you if you needed to so that, you know, you could try to get the support that you needed. Okay. And I think that's Absolutely. so important. Mm-hmm. Right. I had I had an incredible support system with my family down in Cincinnati. Um, I had friends that were in nursing school. I had neighbors um, that they knew what was going on. But I think people they're afraid to stick their nose in somebody's business. You know, they they're afraid. So unless I came to them, you know, they just it, you know it was turned a blind eye type of mentality. Yeah, and I think it is kind of tough to you know for. Um, outsiders, um, you know, to get, and, and even family, you know, it's kind of tough to get involved um, in sure. domestic and what's considered to be quote-unquote domestic issues. Right. Uh, you know, nobody wants right. to kind of tread on those waters. So um, that that can be a difficult situation, um, you know, if you're in danger, um, you know, whether it's mental, physical, spiritual, financial, um uh, you know, abusive situation, and um, you know, people do hesitate to get involved. So, you know, you were fortunate to have some, you know, some support um, in, in in your system. And I'm oh, I hearing agree. a little. Mm-hmm, I'm hearing a little echo, just a little echo in the background, and I'm not sure on where that's, you know, where it's coming from. Um. But um, let me ask you, because I don't, I, I don't remember hearing. Um, did you work and go to school at the same time? I did. Um, I went to school during the week, and I worked at an assisted living facility with the elderly on the weekends. And I was fortunate enough that it was um, an assisted living facility in uh, Wisconsin. That it was like you had twelve residents that lived in a home. And the owners were wonderful, wonderful people, and they allowed me to bring my kids to work with me. And wow. they got to hang out with the um, with the older people and, you know, help me cook. And, you know, it was I was lucky because my girls could still be with me on the weekends. Okay. Okay. And that's actually what I was going to get ready to ask you, Terry. I was going to say, you know, what did you do with your daughters while you went to school? You know, um, when I was in school, I actually, we had a private babysitter that lived around the corner from us, wonderful woman, who was the grandmotherly type, and that was her full-time job was to take care of kids. So she had my youngest from six weeks on, and my oldest would go there if, you know, she came off of the bus and I wasn't home from school yet. She would go there, too. 
So I was oh, very okay. I had people. There were people that entered my life that I look back now and it's like I know they were placed there for a reason because I trust. I mean, to this day, I still have a relationship with this lady, and um, she was wonderful to my kids. I mean, she helped me potty train my youngest, and um, you know, she was she was the second mother, the second grandmother, I guess you would say, in the situation. Oh, okay. So no, it sounds like you had a lot of supportive people. It sounds like you had a lot of supportive people in your life um, to actually help you accomplish, you know, your goals. Absolutely, absolutely. I was very lucky. You know, you would think that the one person that would support you the most, which is the person you're married to, um, he was by right. far the least supportive. But I had, you know, a full cast of people around me, classmates, um, teachers you know, neighbors, friends, family, that, you know, they were amazing, and I was so lucky. Nice. Let me ask you, Terry, taking one class at a time, when did you begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Wow. I'll tell you what, after, it's, it was funny because you would get get done with one class and jump right into the next and you you just kept moving forward, and I would say I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, probably my last um my last semester. It was my last rotation, and I felt like I could finally breathe. I felt like I had learned something, and you know you were preparing for graduation and you know starting to look at job prospects. That's when I started to see a light at the end of the tunnel that okay, now you know I'm going to accomplish this and you know then get a job, and you know who knows where it's going to go from there. Hmm. Oh, okay. So it sounds like to me, Terry, it sounds like you're really ambitious, you're really motivated, um, and you're determined to actually reach your goals. What are some of your current goals that you have now? Well, my current goals, I'd love to, I want to go back. I, my youngest daughter's getting ready to graduate high school. Uh, my oldest daughter just graduated college. She's also an RN now. Um, so once I get my youngest daughter back to college, I want to return to school myself and um, advance my degree. Um, I have personal goals of fitness. Um, I am currently just started a, a new program. To I used to run, and I had foot surgery, so I don't didn't do that anymore. So I'm back up trying to build up my um, body again to run a, a 5K in the spring. So I started a program with that. Um, you know, just, you know, my goal every day is to just live life to the fullest and, you know, not not leave a stone unturned. I set miniature personal goals and professional goals. So I'm always looking for something to do that's fun. I'm a I'm an adrenaline junkie, I think. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and that's it. Were you going to say something, Monica? No, I was just going to say she's motivating me. Maybe I should run a 5K with her. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> wow. Well you, well, you know, that's interesting because it, it leads me into my next question for you, Terry. Um know you 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 do live life to the fullest and some of the fun things that you've done that I don't know if I could ever be so courageous <laughs> is that um you've done a half marathon a warrior dash which is a extreme fitness challenge um zip lining and skydiving so I want you to kind of tell us um what has you know um what motivated you to to do some of those um 
you know, activities. And, you know, what motivates you in general? Well, you know, I think, you know, for those activities in, you know, my life in general, I feel like when I was married and so unhappy, I was living life, um, I was going through the motions of life but not living it. I was felt like I was in survival mode and combat mode, um, and I never really could say I enjoyed my life. Um, I gained a ton of weight through my marriage and divorce. Um, so, you know, I before my 45th birthday, I, um, I started working out with a personal trainer, and I've gotten more fit. I've got still, you know, goals I'm trying to meet there. And it's just truly about not wasting a day um, looking back and feeling sorry for myself and not wasting a day um, without laughter um, because for so long I was so unhappy and so miserable and didn't know if I really wanted to live life anymore, to be quite honest, that I've gotten this second chance and I'm not wasting a minute. I just won't do it. I am... I have wonderful girls that I'm so, so proud of. I have a, a man in my life who is wonderful and supportive, and I just refuse to, um, you know, a lot of it is I believe success is the best revenge, and I will be successful in all aspects of my life. I definitely, I live by that theory. Yes. Yes. Okay, so what I wanted to ask you, Terry. What advice do you have for our listening audience who may be experiencing some of of the same challenges that you've been through that you share with us today? Oh, well, if there's anybody out there that is in a marriage that's unhappy or abusive, you know, get out, but get out safely, create a support system, Um, never give up, just never give up, you know, live your life to be happy. Um. Remember, you can do anything you put your mind to. Set mini goals. Accomplish those mini goals. And once you accomplish a mini goal, keep moving forward. I mean, just keep living life. And, you know, we as women sometimes, I don't think we realize how strong we are. And through all this, I never realized what a strong person I could be until I had to be. And now now I just... I step out in faith. I step out in. Um, I step out to get past fear. Still, there's still things that hinder me from my past, but I work on them to try to keep moving forward. Mm. Wow. I um I really appreciate that advice. And something that you said that really kind of resonated with me is. Um, you know, um, I heard you saying that if you are in a situation that is um, not safe, you know, keep safety in mind as you create an exit plan. Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely, because I, I, I was laying out a plan to leave with an attorney, but we knew we had to do it safely, but it ended up that things escalated one evening to a point that I had to go then. And so I did the best I can, you know, trying to get out, and we did get out safely. I'm thankful for that. But, you know, that's one thing, because with people who are living with people, um, manipulative or volatile personalities, you don't know what they're going to do. So always keep safety in mind, always. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. 
Terry, I want to thank you so very much for oh, you are very welcome <laughs> for coming on and, and sharing your story. And um, yeah, I just want to reiterate that um, that you want women around the globe to know we can do anything we put our minds to do. And and I think that is so awesome. I, I think that is so awesome. And um, and again, you know, we 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so welcome. It was very. I'm just honored to have been asked to share my story. And you know, I hope that. Anybody out there that's going through what I have, what I have gone through realizes that there's so much happiness on the other side. You just have to go for it. Awesome, awesome. Any last words, Monica? Yes, I just want to thank Terry so much for joining us and just giving us motivation and kind of a boost. You are very welcome. You, Katrina is a motivation to me whenever I see her. You know, she's just one of those people that walks into yeah, the room. Yeah, I tell her that all you know. the time. <laughs> she does. Yeah, I, she does. That I can be having a bad time. day, and she comes. She comes to see me, and I feel like, you know, I I feel like it's a, you know, sometimes it's a therapy session that I need because she always has the right words to say. Wow, and, and yeah, you know, and, and I think yeah. that as women, I, and I think that as women, you know, we do have to develop a communal um, society where we support each other. Absolutely. You know, I, I just, yeah, as women, it's just so important for us to to encourage and acknowledge and, and celebrate each other, you know, listen right. to each other and, and encourage each other. Um, because when you do well, I do well. And uh, you know, and I guess that that's my motto. But thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we are going to uh, wrap the show up and, and begin to bring it to an end. Uh, we want to thank you. Um, well, we want to thank you, Terry, uh, for being on today. Um, and we also want to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with information, education, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. Um, If you have a show topic you'd like to hear about, um, you can email us at kjones.com at ProsperityLifeCoach.com. Please join us next Sunday at 6.30 p.m. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with your co-host, Monica Renee, of The World According to Monica Renee. Yep, which uh, premieres uh, Saturday, February 16th at 8 p.m., but then thereafter will be on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Um, on voiceitradio.com. So thank you, everybody, and um, yeah, everybody have a great week. Thank you. You have too. a productive week, everybody. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. Ah.